0: The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments, allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to The Mindful Experiment. This week, as we always have each week, interviewing an individual who is really a pioneer in what they're doing and something to share to help create more remembering the greatness of what you have within you and connecting better to source. Today, we have Niraj Naik and in we're uh, interviewing and and Naraj is a He's a really interesting fellow. You're going to get to pick that up on him really quick. Really a very smart intellectual guy and really brings the science behind things. He's a certified pharmacist who turned holistic health and breathwork expert. He cured himself from ulcerative colitis he is dedicated to helping others restore their health and improve their overall quality of life with holistic practices and lifestyle changes where stressing gut health is a factor. He's a professional musician. Niraj has produced music for Wim Hof and Marisa Peer, and his therapeutic music is used in wellness centers and spas internationally. Niraj is also the founder of Soma Breath, the global breathwork movement taking the world by storm. He's a Mindful Valley, Mind Valley, and Hay House author, creator of the world's most viral infographic, a serial entrepreneur, and one of the world's most sought-after spiritual ceremony facilitators. It was really a joy to have him on the show. We talk about. Hypnosis, how you're programmed at an early age. We talk about brainwave entrainment and music and how it can help We tap into a little bit of a static dance and how movement raises the vibration of what you are We dive into the neuroscience behind manifest manifesting and the neuroscience behind um, Breathwork itself and how does it actually been proven to work and how it implements and changes your life we talk a little bit about his history in holistic health and his journey from going to a pharmacist to going into holistic health and breathwork overall. This was really an uplifting um, episode, especially for myself. I loved the interview. I geeked out on it. These are things that I love to share. If you've been a listener for a while, you know this is something that's going to support a lot of what I've shared, and he brings it in a different perspective, which I greatly appreciate. Um, It was a joy to have Niraj on. I know you're going to love this episode. Uh, I'm so excited to have you listen. So, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna shut up right now, and we're just gonna turn it over. And this is Niraj Naik. So, Niraj, welcome to the show.
2: Great to be here, Victor.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to have you on. Your background, what you've done with your life, the things you're doing, um, it is everything I do on the daily. So, I'm really uh, excited for the listeners to really hear you talk about the different things that you do, the why, and so much more. So again, just thank you for being on. Uh, This can be a fun show.
0: Yeah, fantastic. So
1: what I usually like to do in the beginning is kind of give a little bit of a background to see how you got to where you are today uh, from where you were before. Um, And so do you mind sharing a little bit how you Went take took it from being a certified pharmacist, and you were in that world, and then you totally went to the opposite side. I know some people. Uh, I have someone who uh, in my town who's a used to be a pharmacist, and he's like, "I'm trying to unveil my soul and get it clean now." From what I've been doing, not saying you would say that, but that's what he said. Yeah. Um, so, how did you make that change, and how did that process come about?
2: Well, the funny thing is, um, actually, you know, uh, pharmacy, the intention of pharmacy and pharmaceuticals was, it comes from the lineage of the great alchemists who were experimenting with turning lead into gold, which is really a metaphor for the inner world aligning with the outer world. Uh, but that's a whole nother story. But the idea was that, um, you know, they were, there was a time where everyone was a herbalist. So people would stock all these like magical potions, Alexis claiming to um, to help you, right? in various, uh, for various conditions. But then at one point, um, they that got out of hand. The marketing of pills and potions got crazy. And the idea was to try and standardize things, to make things predictable, and, um, and so that you'd always get the same outcome. And it would be able to work for curing things, such as, um, you know, there was a huge outbreak of all these, the Black Plague and all that stuff, which um, you know, and smallpox, and which vaccines did an amazing job of, where science got um, taken in favor of mysticism, and then things went the wrong way for that because they realized they can make tons of money, and in the end, pharmacy turned into this money-making scheme, and went away from its original agenda. Its original purpose was was pure was a positive thing. And when I became a pharmacist, I mean, the the original reason I became a pharmacist was, there's many uh, little reasons, but the main one was obviously, I thought it was a caring profession, just supposed to help people. And as soon as I started working in the pharmacy, within the first week, I saw the scam for what it is and how this original intention had been corrupted and you could see, if, just by all you have to do is like play a role game and put yourself into the position of, um, of the biggest corporation, you know, pharmaceutical corporations in the world um, as the, mark, the chief marketing officers. And they're given the job, you have to increase our bottom line. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna eliminate all cures, things that cure patients, because you don't wanna research cures because once you cure someone, what are you gonna do then? that's it, customers customer's gone. You want to create a customer for life. So the clever pharmaceutical industry um, put all their interest into trying to fix uh, chronic health issues, which cannot be cured by drugs and linear scientific reductionist um, medicine, because human beings are not linear and chronic health issues are caused by a plethora of different reasons, not just Chemical imbalances, and so with that said, the whole chronic health industry is a sham, effectively. When it comes to, when, when it comes to pharmaceuticals um, being involved, and the entire industry is has cottoned onto the fact that you manipulate uh, chemicals within the body, you can pretty much create a customer for life. You know, if that's all you do, because all you're doing is treating symptoms, and you're not going to the courts. The causes, all of those lifestyle things that we do, that lead to that cause. So ultimately, um, you know, I felt really disillusioned working in the pharmaceutical industry, and I saw all these people going away with shopping bags full of drugs, not getting better. So what did I do? I I turned matters into my own hands. I actually went to a few seminars. Uh, one of them was this Tony, Tony Robbins one because uh, I was super depressed. I, I I just lost my interest in. In, in my career, my life. I was down in my sorrows every weekend, as a lot of people do. And I was pretty much hanging around with a peer group of people who hated their jobs. So, you know, we were all just like lost, looking for for for, for answers. And Tony Robbins happened to give some amazing um, tools. Uh, on the last day, it was really enlightening because he talks for the first, the first time I ever heard anyone talk about um, the fact that you can use diet as a means to change your health and cure and reverse disease. And he also talks about various other lifestyle things and how it relates to the body. That was the first time ever I'd heard any of this. And you think I came from a a you know, pharmaceutical education where you'd think you'd learn about these things and not at all, didn't learn any of it. Or well, at least I, maybe I skipped the lectures on it, but I don't think there were any. And uh, so, uh, I decided like, it would be a fun game to try and apply this knowledge in the pharmacies on my patients. So I, I took a bit of uh, time out to actually do some research and came up with this very simple system of delivering healthy shopping lists to patients, prescribing them for conditions uh, where I felt a lifestyle intervention would make a difference. And those who followed my advice, who followed the shopping list, went over to the supermarket, bought the stuff that I recommended, um, got better. Like within a couple of weeks, I had like amazing testimonials. And it really made me confirm to me that that Hippocratic oath um, that all doctors are supposed to, to swear by, um, which has been ignored, um, let food be thy medicine, let medicine be thy food, Is is like, you know, Proof right there. I saw it. I saw people changing very dramatically by changing their diets. But one thing that really I realized as well was how much people are conditioned into lifestyles and habits that are not empowering. So you may give somebody um, a bit of advice, but very often people are reluctant to change. And that really started to make me realize the importance of understanding the mind, the subconscious mind. But anyway, that stuck with me until, um, actually, I worked my way up to the head office of one of the biggest supermarkets in the world. And I, um, I came up with a healthy shopping list system, which would have run on their website, it would have helped millions of people. But they basically, I think they saw that it was to renegade as an idea. They even said use the word renegade. And <laughs> that's why I've used it as my website now, the Renegade Pharmacist. And it got shelved. And this idea was like educating people more on uh, the types of diets that are good for them, getting them to cook their own foods and buying healthy vegetables and less factory based foods. I realized that, you know, that it's the factory based foods that's a problem. So if you can switch from factory based, factory produced stuff, simple diet, it's not like, anything complicated you just literally swapping factory processed foods for just normal real foods and that's all you need to do to get start getting healthy you know you can get actually very healthy just by making that switch and yeah so anyway so i i actually then became super disillusioned because um i just could i felt there was no hope for humanity whatsoever i didn't believe god exists i became an atheist i Lost all my kind of hope, and boom, I got zapped with this chronic illness called ulcer colitis. I was shitting blood like forty times a day, and then I just surrendered to the healthcare system. Uh, and I listened to the the gut health specialist who was like extremely obese, like sh- who was shoving like a cam up my bum to tell me that I had cl- ulcers in my colon, and then telling me that as well that. The diet has no influence. Um, stress doesn't have any influence. The only thing that's proven to help with what you've got is the drugs so or surgery. So for months, I went through um, hell, like trying out the conventional treatments. Nothing was working. And then I was in this really desperate state. And they say that um, God stands for gift of desperation. And literally, I was praying and in my most desperate moment because I was told, you either be a guinea pig pig for a drug that hasn't been tested yet or have your colon removed. And luckily somebody came to my rescue, Swami Yam Kananda, who gave me a third path. And she said to me that if you can um, heal yourself from this chronic illness, um, using these ancient techniques from pranayama, Ayurveda, yoga, uh, you'd be an amazing role model to, to other people with your background, your caring nature and all this stuff. She was completely right. Within a few months, I had healed myself completely, and that began my journey of trying to figure out what is it, uh, what's the mechanics, what's the science behind um, what works and how can I use this to help other people. So that that's what triggered me into doing what I'm doing now.
1: I love that, and you know, it's funny when doctors say stress doesn't uh, play a role in any of this, and it's it's. I always, you could see the disconnect with that because the top Harvard medical docs and a lot of the science that comes through has proven that stress causes 99% of all the things we deal with. And I, I find man. that very fascinating. And uh,
2: stresses me out just thinking this. <laughs> it's crazy, right?
1: Because <laughs> you, you got, I, got to understand, in my world, you know, you, you brought up a great point when you were talking about how. You know, big pharma. They they want to eliminate all their competition so they can max maximize their profits. Yeah, and uh, the chiropractic profession is the biggest profession that's always under attack. It's been under attack for over a hundred years. Um, we're nice. under attack more than ever right now, um, and it's because we pull people away from them. We take not take away, but uh, we have science to prove in seven years of being adjusted and being under regular care the reduction of pharmaceuticals are up to 85%. Wow. It's just crazy. Now, for them, they're like, uh-uh, we got to, we got to dismiss them. let them just think we're back pain, neck pain, and headaches. That's because then if we get people just to think that, they won't do anything else. And yep. so uh, I commend you with that. And then, and um, especially the Hi- Hippocrates, right? The father <laughs> of medicine, right? This is, yes. I think there's, this is the disconnect of medicine. And I know you can agree. Let food be thy medicine. Let medicine be thy food. Um okay. And in chiropractic, we use one of his other quotes that's really big, too. I don't know if you've ever heard of this one. Look well to the spine for the cause of disease. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he understood these things. He understood that food was just as essential. I mean, if you think about it for the spine, that's the nervous system. Nervous system controls every single function in your body. So from those two quotes, I always find it funny that, you know, now we're in the current model era. I wonder what Hippocrates would think of medicine as today.
2: Oh God, it be like hypocrites.
1: Yeah, right. Tell me about it. That's what I usually say. So, um, but what a transformational journey for you. And then, and, and, you know, going through that surrender process, right? You mm. had the ulcerative colitis and, and so forth. Um, was there anything you, you know, was it just a prayer? Was it what, what did you just have to? trust outside yourself was it was i mean assuming less surrender is a letting go um was there anything else you want to like just add how because i know some people go through that i know there's people some of the listeners who i know of um some are suffering from something like that and so when they're going through that how did you just say enough's enough i have to trust
2: um i was just broken you know i was so broken i couldn't do anything else it was literally a case of i was forced into it it wasn't like i was a deeply spiritual person or anything like that i was very very left brain very um analytical in my mindset and it was really this moment that pushed me into the more spiritual way of, of looking at the world the best thing it. that could ever happen
1: to me you know? i love it sometimes our our, our well, most of the time in this life at least uh, our darkest moments bring our greatest light right
2: yeah i really i mean they call it what was it the dark night of the soul
1: Yes,
2: so, yeah, I had one of those. Um, I call it like the judgment day. It's the judgment day where <laughs> every decision you make on that day will dictate whether you go to hell or heaven on earth. And that was literally it, it was one day, one decision. You
1: know? Yeah, it's amazing how that transforms things. Um, so moving forth now, what um, you you've, this has been taken care of, you turned to holistically and you shifted gears that way. Um, what are things that, you know, you talked about, uh, uh you know, just the foods that consume and, and, uh, I actually interviewed someone uh, a couple of months ago and they were saying, and which it does make sense after I thought about it, I don't know about you're in the UK, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I don't oh, know how your groceries At
2: the moment I'm in Barcelona, but I'm from, from the UK.
1: Oh, cool. Barcelona. I'm going there in, uh, September, uh, oh, finally cool. getting myself, I've been wanting to go to Spain for two years, finally persuaded my wife. We're going, um, oh, I love it. Um, but long story short, I don't know how the grocery stores are there, but um here in America, all the foods that you probably should be consuming are on the outside of the of the store.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: Produces, then you got the meats, then you have the, the fish, and then you have dairy. It depends. I, I'm questionable about dairy, but all like the most like you know, normal foods that we would find if we were farmers are usually on the outside. And all on the inside, the middle is usually all the processed stuff. Yeah. But so let's get into then some of the stuff that you do. I know what, like, so you've done the, you've done the nutrition, you've done stuff like that. You've done Ayurvedic medicine, you've done, you've done um, um, uh, Pramayama and all that. Um, Have you utilized things like uh, breath work and things along those natures too? What have you also have helped in the journey where you're at?
2: Yeah. So the, the 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 big catalyst for me was a complete lifestyle change. I couldn't say one over the other, but pranayama was the foundation. And pranayama means energy control. It's the it's a school of breathwork from India, ancient India, and it's a branch of yoga. So yoga has several branches, and the hatha yoga, um, which is all about the body, is basically. It's, Similar to Tantra. Tantra is another word for it. Tan means body. So from that um, is all of the practices that you should do to make the most out of your body, your health from your body. And the idea is that your body and and mind are one. There's no disconnect and that your inner world becomes your outer world. So using pranic techniques, pranayama techniques, you um, can control the autonomic nervous system and the energy that's produced within your body. So prana literally means energy control. And breathwork, breathing is the hack into our nervous system. It comes from a, an old ancient story from the Rig Veda. Rig Veda is one of the most ancient um, uh, religious manuscripts. In there it talks about this time, in the golden age of our planet, where humans live for long periods of time. Um, and they spent a lot of time taking psychedelics, and this is the origin story of, of where all these come from? Because what they were consuming, uh, they called it Soma. Soma was like this catch-all name for all psychedelics on the planet. Interesting. And they used this to reach these ecstatic states and connect with the divine, go into the spirit world and divine all the knowledge that they would use to create civilization. Now, as they start to migrate and move around the planet, the Soma runs out because it doesn't obviously grow everywhere. as most things don't grow everywhere. And that's when they freak out because they're so addicted to the Soma. So in order to come off the Soma, God Indra, the the head of all the gods goes, uh, we must connect with the Soma within. We've got to learn how to produce Soma within. And they discovered that the breathing, the breath work is the one thing that runs on automatic autopilot. it's also we have conscious control over which is why it's the way, it's the code for unlocking the autonomic nervous system. And through the autonomic nervous system, through the pathways of the parasympathetic, we have the ability to create any of the substances that exist in nature, any of the drugs in nature, medicines that influence our autonomic nervous system. I mean, for many years, we've been educated that we have no power over the autonomic nervous system. We know now that that's not true. There's many... People over time have disproved this. In recent times, was Wim Hof. The Iceman is a good friend of mine. Before that, in the 70s, a guy called Swami Rama, who did the same thing. Came over from India. Yogananda did a few experiments. I healed myself from chronic illness using the same techniques. Um, So I've helped many other people do that. So I have a lot of anecdotal evidence that we can tap in towards our nervous system, switch off stress, influence our immune system, increase our strength, resilience, to stress. And we can all do it by tapping into the breathing. And the breathing is um the the, the method. So pranayama was one of the main uh things I, I always always tell people to start with um to to start learning how to tap into the physiology.
1: I love it. And you're I mean you're speaking my my love language um with the neurology and breath work and 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 so much. Um um losing my train of thought should have done some more breathing but um, <laughs> but one of the things where you know it, it's 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 tapping in how does you know for someone like myself I've done um, I've done ayahuasca before and it was right. something that I wanted to do just to um, I didn't even know what I was getting myself into then after I was I was like even during the process I'm like what did I do I made a mistake but Great experience for myself. But then I started to see how can I find that connection? I've heard Deepak Chopra say what you're just saying right now about like you have the pharmacy within you and you can unleash it at any Mm. time. right? And in my journey, it was interesting to find Breathwork to be a huge tool to get me back into that space to where I can be right there within 5 10 minutes max and I'm like boom I'm crystal clear I can see things yeah. more beyond my perspective um and that's been my journey and my experience do you I know you um you mentioned Wim Hof and then the pranayama can you kind of explain a little bit I know some people know what Wim Hof is some people don't some people you know the pranayama can you kind of, can you just explain maybe the difference between the two and and, and that process
2: yeah I mean, Wim's a good friend of mine. He spent a lot of time training with um, all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, gurus uh, in India and Tibet and other places around the world. And then he went really deep into the cold immersion techniques and and he developed these breathing techniques based on, you know, the the inspiration from all these schools that he studied from um, as a way to generate internal body heat. And survive in the cold. The side effect of that is that it has these positive, enhancing effects on the body. Now, I, I, we have a lot in common because I went through this pranayama school, and I mean it's all the same kind of mechanisms. Um, you can, you know, in pranayama you can there are techniques for generating internal heat, uh, turning off stress. In pranayama though, is, is like a school of different breathing techniques. It's like a pharmacy of different breathing techniques for different purposes. So generating heat is one of them, Influence your immune system, getting into ecstatic states. Um, There's all different techniques. Meditation, how to go into stillness so you can reprogram your subconscious mind and many different purposes. You know, cooling the body down is another one. So um, pranayama is more holistic uh, uh, selection of different breathing techniques. So I went down that tradition and I know I discovered the breathing techniques are super powerful for uh, influencing your immune system and reprogramming it and getting yourself into optimum health states we share a lot of things in common you know a lot of it it, the foundation of it is these um, hormetic uh, stress response uh, influences so ice cold therapy that's a hormetic stress Jesus So, it, through the sh- cold shock, your body adapts and becomes stronger. And it by going into it and like an unnatural or it's an extreme force of nature, your body adapts, becomes stronger. So you can get the same effect by going to sauna. So the Russians have been doing this for many many years, where they go into the sauna. They have intense heat, dry heat saunas, not those uh, like. Uh, wimpy infrared saunas. We're talking about full power, like 100 degrees, 90 to 100 degrees, full on dry heat saunas. And then you jump into the ice bath afterwards and you'd rotate it. This is what I, that was another thing that I did a lot. Um, I didn't jump into the ice, but we had cold, very cold plunge pools in the spa. Uh, When I was healing myself, I I had a lot of benefit from the rotation between sauna and, and cold. And then doing breathing techniques in the sauna, so the breathing techniques I've developed in soma actually help you to rebalance and harmonize the physiology so that you can stay in cold, you can stay in hot uh, for long periods of time. you can stop not get scared and fearful, and also um the breath is actually a um, uh, it's a model for all the other harmonious fun- functions in your body so Every single funk process in your body has a, a rhythm to it. So your your infradium rhythm, ultradium rhythm, circadian rhythm, things like your wake-sleep cycle, your hormones being produced, your immune system, digestive system, metabolic system. They all have cycles. Okay, so these rhythms, these biorhythms, are all subservient to the rhythm of breath. So just through rhythmic breathing, you can actually uh, harmonize all the functions in your body. And so uh, there, there's some of the differences. I'm all about rhythm and getting into these flow states of so rhythmic breathing and uh, whims is very much about this cold immersion going against the forces of nature, extreme uh, ne- uh, natural kind of uh, uh, hormetic stress influences. And mine's like a day-to-day kind of like harmonizing the nervous system but it's I wouldn't say it's mine or his, It's all originally comes from these ancient techniques thousands and thousands of years ago, you know, the people have known and we're just recycling consciousness. Now.
1: It's amazing how the, how they knew this stuff back then compared to now. Yeah, you know. but,
2: but you can imagine back then they didn't have distractions like iPads <laughs> and internet and things like that. They just had their body and they had nature and so they, and they had to survive in extreme conditions. So through that, that process of trying to survive in crazy conditions, I imagine, In the summer, going to a mountainous area, you know where it's all like lush rainforest, and then suddenly the winter comes, and boom, like Siberia or something like that. Where there's a strong um, uh, culture of shamanism, the Siberian shamans. Okay, these were like probably the early, early adopters of these techniques or um, the creators of these techniques because they had to do that. They had to go from extreme, like summers to extreme winters where it's like sub sub zero like minus 20 30 degrees so through this like natural process of trying to survive in nature um they adapted and they created techniques to help them do that the side effect of that is it has a positive effect on your body so now we can borrow these techniques and use them in our day-to-day life uh to get this to get even better benefits you know so yeah
1: I love it, yeah. And uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I appreciate you sharing, I'm gonna definitely check out because one of the goals I have this year is to be in 50 degree water for 45 minutes. And uh, wow. right now, I can get to about 15, 16 minutes. And um, I've heard what, about what
2: is that in centigrade?
1: What in centigrade? Oh, so let's see, 50. Hold on, I'm gonna pull up my good old calculator online here. Hmm. Celsius, Fahrenheit. I think it's 50 is going to be about 12 to let me see 50 would be 10 to 10 degrees celsius
2: okay so you want to go into 10 degrees for 45 minutes
1: yep that's my goal and <laughs> i've heard of uh, a buddhist um they do a specific type of breath work i forgot the name it starts with a t t two yes exactly um what was interesting, I was talking to a patient about it because they do a lot of cryotherapy and all that. They follow Wim Hof a lot. And Mm. I told him, I said, I was in it and I go, I didn't get cold. My forearms only got cold and I would do a certain breath. I didn't know what I was doing, but I, 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 my background's in energy medicine. So I know how to move my energy and my chi around. And Mm. so I was like, I was just moving it to my arms. And then all of a sudden it was warm again and I was fine. And then Mm. I get into my breath again. And all of a sudden I get, I feel it in the form because only my forms and my hands, but, um, I'll have to check this all out. It's pretty cool stuff to, uh, cause that's one of the things that Wim Hof did where he did the endotoxin and he used his breath and boost his immune system. And I was kind of like my chiropractic background is like, okay, breath work, it stimulates vagus nerve. That's with a brake pedal system. I call it in my office. It's the, you know, parasympathetic mm. and it's going to, that's where the immune system resides and builds. So I'm like, I get that. But I'm like, there's got to be something that you can do specifically, though. And you kind of answered my question for me. So appreciate that. <laughs> yeah.
2: there's. I mean, there's different techniques for different purposes, yeah.
1: No, I love it. And so then, you know, for an individual who's just, you know, go, 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 especially out here in the West. Um, I do have listeners in the UK also, too. So for them also, and I'm assuming things are, you know... Uh, I always say the Americanization of things is kind of, you know, the, the it has spread globally on things, uh, the, the, you know, the go, go, go the do, 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 um, to a certain degree. Um, yeah. where can you, what would you recommend for someone to start with breath work? Is it just diving in and, you know, let's talk about the SOMA you do, you know, the breath and all that. Um, and let's just, let's be able to tie that all in together.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm biased, so um, I would recommend <laughs> check out somabreath.com because that's actually a school of mind-body techniques, um, beginning with, the, with the, the breath and the connection of the breath to the body. So I would like go to the ancient techniques because they, they developed them out of the need, the necessity to be able to influence their body. So they, they did it over thousands of years, so they really fine-tuned these techniques and made them simple. There's a lot of religion and dogma that's um, shrouded some of these in mystery. Um, so if you can understand things like uh, yoga and pranayama and things like that, and it doesn't affect your religious background, then I would say you know go to a yoga class to begin, tapping into your physiology and using asana, but if you find a really good one, you can um, really start to learn about uh, pranayama and its relationship with the body and Ayurveda for the lifestyle um, tools uh, in terms of your diet, nutrition, herbs. And really, I would. my bias is very much towards the Indian tradition, because that's where I'm, I'm from, my, my origins. But the Chinese had amazing uh, wisdom as well. Like the Tibetans, as well, in Taoism, but um, you know, really, pretty much if you study yoga, pranayama, and Ayurveda, you can't go wrong. Like, that's a very, very complete kind uh, of holistic science, and it has a lot of what you need in there. The, as I'll say, the only problem with it is that it's uh, these days it's been convoluted a lot with dogma, it's been changed, manipulated. So, because I, I became a major strong believer in this. My my Swami is actually very non non-dogmatic and non-religious. So she really gave me a an eye-opener. But I was still uh wanting more kind of evidence to back up some of these techniques. So I then was fortunate I met a guy who has written an amazing book on the medical application of, of these techniques and uh, the way yoga influences the body with a very very strong scientific um background uh called Dr. Prakash Maush. he's a good friend of mine he's involved with same as well and so I what I did was I took uh his train I trained with him he doesn't have many students but he runs a clinic uh up in near the Himalayas where he heals patients with yoga pranayama um, in favor of allopathic medicine he's actually a, a medically trained doctor amazing guy a yogi and I trained with him and he taught me some uh, of these techniques in a very very scientific way, no dogma, no religion, and that was a really big turning point in my my knowledge, my wisdom. And then I put all of, everything I've I've experienced, everything I've I've learned from all these amazing masters into a very simple system, Soma Soma Breath, uh, which also is uh, powered by the music, the the brainwave uh, music, therapeutic music I created which uh, is a soundtrack to making all these techniques more fun. Yeah. So I love that's, it.
1: that's where I'd, I recommend. Awesome. Yeah. That so, and do you have like a morning ritual that you do that incorporates breath work on the daily basis um, or something that you do uh, from time to time based on where you are? Cause it's, you know, it's, um, there's a lot, you know, as I the Pranayama on, you were saying it's more of a holistic, like you can do this for this, you can do that for that, depending on what you ha- where you are and what you need. Um, do you have a certain pr- practice that you do?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, a morning ritual that we teach in Soma, actually, which combines um, dance movement with breath, with um, chanting using the, the actual sacred chant of Aum, which is actually three syllables, A, U, M, as a way to actually wake up the the hormonal centers in the sex the digestive glands to your heart up to your mind as a way for you to to transmute sexual life force energy around your body at the beginning of the day help you manifest meditate track the things that you really want and combining gratitude the emotion of gratitude because gratitude is is the foundation for feeling good all the time if you can like practice gratitude daily gratitude right from the start of the day and the way we 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 use breathwork is it's a hypnotic process where you're using the power of intention emotion to raise your vibrational energy i call i say love stands for a level of vibrational energy so the higher the love the more ecstatic the states of passion and joy and through breathing techniques combined with music and intention of gratitude you can actually Raise up your vibration. You can produce more oxytocin, dopamine, and actually, what this creates is a perfect brain chemistry for neurogenesis. So through this, the power of intention, meditation is magnified. So this is the perfect formula: is oxytocin, movement, visualization, intention, emotion, um, and breathing with rhythmic breathing to manifest. If you want to manifest things, and I'm I'm talking in a scientific way actually tune your brain, your filter, because ultimately your life is the representation of your um, neurological imprints that create the filters of your reality. So you only can see the portion of reality that you're tuned into seeing. And these this filter is based on all of these imprints that have happened at an early age in your life. Okay, so from the years six, zero to seven, you're conditioned. These condition imprints actually changes your neurological hard disk. And this dictates quite often the uh, reality you're going to attract. But if you can use breathing techniques with movement, with rhythm, you can actually tap into this hard disk and reprogram it like a software programmer, creating a whole new operating system. And with daily practice, you can actually start to manifest what you really want. Because what you're doing is you're going right into the the, the, the cause, the, the, the point of where thought comes from, which is your physiology. And it's from thoughts that come decisions. And it's from the decisions from your inner world and those right decisions that dictates the actions that lead to results in your life. So if you really want to change your results, like stop worrying about your strategy. Your strategy, yes, is important. But if, you're still, if you've got the perfect strategy, right? then the reason why you're not getting successful is because you haven't got the perfect physiology so in because you're not making the right decisions along the way so you need to work on the level of physiology and our soma coaches help you on the level of your physiology to make those results you want in life because ultimately what do we want we want results okay that's what we want so if you can enhance that so that you can get the best results then that's what I've created as a perfect system. And one of those results may be you need to cure yourself of chronic illness. So here you can use the same technique. You can use our lifestyle changes and get back to full health. However, if you're already healthy and you want to go to the next point in your life, if you want to crush it in your business or your relationships, your career, you can use the same techniques with the same lifestyle changes to optimize your health, change your physiology, and then get into those super flow states where you just start manifesting like crazy so yeah that's a scientific kind of description of what we do on the level of manifesting because ultimately that's what we really want
1: i love and this is the stuff i geek out on so i I appreciate you (laughs) bringing the science behind it because i'm just smiling over here going yep this is i love this keep going you know um yeah and you think i love how you brought up the zero to seven right i mean and that's the whole theta brain right we're we're in a theta state for the most part up to yeah. about seven years old and then it shifts over and mm-hmm. it's the program of pro, and for people who don't know theta state that's the programma, programmable uh state of mind that it basically dictates your life unless and yes unless you um different methods breath work um i know entrainment music i love the movement side what about things like hypnosis uh going yeah. back and, and and reprogramming how's that work or you know the power of that
2: well, this is what um I call what's what our daily ritual is is an active uh form of hypnosis, so hypnosis is just changing the story that you say to yourself you know over and over again. It's like going in and changing the programs the softwares that that create your operating system, and it's that operating system which is your mind and it's that mind that creates your reality so Using hypnosis, you can actually go in there and re-imprint old imprints. And these early imprints that happen in our first few years of our life are the hardest to shift. The zero, that from when you're born up until the first few years of your life are the super hard ones. The mother relationship, the father relationship, the relationship with people in the outside world. As you go, and as a toddler, go and start meeting other kids your age. It's all of that dominance and alpha and beta personality archetypes that get created that actually shape who you're going to be. And these are sometimes some of the hardest things um, to shift. Like, for example, um, if you weren't nurtured enough as a baby, if you weren't breastfed for long enough, you, you can have a tendency for addictions like sipping hot drinks or smoking cigarettes or um, you know biting your nails and things like that because uh, that's actually the representation of comfort and comfort from sucking your mother's uh, nipple is one of the first imprints of comfort that you're gonna get. So if you're not getting that from a young age, uh, your mother was a bit hostile, a bit stressed out for for whatever reason, you could get imprinted um, a false sense of fear, an exaggerated sense of fear in the world, of the outside world. You can become a neophobe, somebody who hates new things and you just, Need things to be predictable and safe, uh, and you don't ever try anything new. And there's many, many neophobes, you know, who just vote for the same old, uh, dumb, dumb ass president every year, uh, to create the same safe reality because that's what the president does is he tells them everything's gonna be fine, that you're gonna have this and that and that, and you know, and that, that's basically how politics runs a lot is speaking to these early imprints that deal with survival and that they're gonna save you. And uh, so unless you find a way to reprogram, you're just going to have the same predictable life. And that's what, uh, you know, that's the oldest philosophy of all, is that are we just robots operating um, without any free will, uh, unconsciously in a sleeping trance, or are we humans that have the ability to wake up and uh, live reality that we choose? Now, the Buddhists say that, that really we are just robots in a sleeping trance and that we have to just surrender to the programming um, and just forgive ourselves for all the wrongdoings that we ever do because ultimately we're just robots. And the Christians are like, no, actually it's all your fault and that you have a choice whether you go to heaven and hell and you have to follow our rules otherwise you're going to go to hell. So then there's a middle ground which is through tantra which is actually... Um, yep, we're sleeping robots uh, with programs. These happen in our earlier years and we have the ability to reprogram um, if we wake up. And And the way to do that is using the process of yoga, philosophy and tantra techniques to reprogram the imprints. And through that we can then become, have a sense of free will. We may not really have a sense of free will, but a, a true sense of free will, but we can have more of a sense of free will and And that's the ultimate goal of SOMA is to create a sense of real free will so that you can become more in control of your own life. I mean, there's certain things you're never going to be able to control. You never can control the instance when you step across the road and get run over by a bus, you know. And, you know, you never know when your heart's going to suddenly stop. You just don't know. It's it's just one of those things. So, um, but with Tantra, we can actually have a bit more of a, Um, control uh, by tapping into physiology and re-imprinting and what really what the yogis try to do through meditation and things like yoga nidra is give people a tool, a system of reprogramming and what they call it meta reprogramming uh, re-imprinting these early imprints. Robert Anton Wilson does a lot of this, uh, Timothy Leary talks a lot about in the Eighth Circuit Model of Consciousness and there's a book called Prometheus Rising really worth reading on all of this and uh and what I've done with SOMA is create this unbelievably powerful self-hypnotic tool because with active meditation, by using the whole body, by using the power of intention visualization, we can actually program this, the DNA through epigenetic um, kind of uh, uh, ideas, the uh, the habits that imprint it hardwired into us, these early meta programs, we can re-imprint them. And the way to do that, as I said, is you've got to raise the emotion. You've got to change your emotional state massively. And through breathing techniques, you can raise your vibration. Through dance, you can raise your vibration. against these ecstatic states. And then when you plant intention in that state is when you create um, re-imprinting. So you can actually change old habits. You can give up um, bad habits that aren't serving you anymore. You can heal trauma. You can go in and actually and re- reprogram past life trauma. You can actually reimprint positive uh emotions and 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 tune in more into the things that you want to attract in your life, the same process. So really what the Soma ritual is, is a self-hypnosis technique, but through active process. So there's other hypnotic techniques that take you into regression. It takes you into a very deep theta state where you go into the past and you visualize the past and you make peace with the past. They can take a long time, but with soma, my my idea is through this active meditation, is that we can actually do it very quickly. Have a daily ritual where we're constantly pumping ourselves with good feelings, good neurotransmitters, raising endorphins and and re imprinting with positive habits every day, every single day from the moment we get up.
1: Yeah. I love that. And you can do it
2: yourself. You don't need to go and see a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: it's so true. I mean, it's, it's, you're looking at it from, you know, it's a programming state and, and we know the brain is plastic. And, uh, a lot of the things you're mentioning, I mean, even quantum physics is proving that, you know, um, I always tell people you, you are in my first book I wrote, I talk about how your, your source energy is the, that's the true essence of who you are and source energy is a creator that gives life to things. And, and, and so like, I, but I always tell people, because I have some people ask me when they read the book, they're like, yeah, but you make it seem like you're in full control of your life. And I go, well, you are in all aspects, but it, it's a little, it's, it's interesting though, because I always say there's something called spiritual contract. And you kind of brought that up in a sense where, I don't know if I take yeah. a step off the street, I'm going to get hit by a bus. I don't know, tomorrow my heart may stop. And that's the things we're out of control, but at the same token, from a spiritual side, we are in control because we chose that. Like, this is when my exit strategy is going to be, if that. Um but it's one of those things where, um, from what I'm grasping and understanding is that and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're really teaching people just to retune back into them. Um, and, and, and it's one of these quotes that come that I just it's been a quote that's been uh, very big for me in my life. And it's just I, I, I just love this quote. It just means everything, which is by Lao Tzu. It states mastering others is strength, but mastering yourself is true power. And would you agree that all the work that you just shared right here, all the stuff you're doing, you know, the brain training, the dance, the, you know, the the breath work and and yoga and all that is really creating a path for someone to master themselves.
2: Yes. Self-mastery. And through getting into a habit of, you know, mastering a a practice, it gives you like good habits for mastering any practice because it's through mastery Of a couple of things. You don't need to be a master of everything. Just a couple of things, like, where you can really become, like, the best that you can possibly be. Then you're liberated. Then you break free. Then people... Then you become of service to people. And people want you, you know, they want to be around you. And then you can never go wrong in life. So...
1: Yeah, I love that. So, Naraj, how can people get connected with you about what all you're doing, what you're up to? Uh, social media, all that stuff. How do they get the best? What's the best way to get in touch with you?
2: So, the best way is um, you got. I've got an Instagram, uh, the underscore renegade underscore pharmacist. Uh, we have a website, somabreath.com, where you can sign up for a webinar and you can actually do our regular weekly Sunday meditations. You can also learn all about these techniques in more depth, more science, and learn how to do cool things like raise your heart rate and lower your heart rate at will using uh, these ancient techniques for tapping into your autonomic nervous system. Uh, And I also have a a Facebook community, Soma Breath. Look it up, it's a closed group, but you can go on there and you can get some more free stuff, lots of tutorials. And we have a big community now growing full of people who are like-minded, all wanted to master themselves get the best out of life. And yeah, so that's the best place to start.
1: Awesome. Listeners, definitely get in, get in touch with this group. I know I'm going to. Um, Niraj, it was it was a breath of fresh air to uh, interview with you and uh, geek out on some of the science here. I appreciate you taking time. Nice. Thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. My pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is drvic Twenty One